What's up? up? Welcome to Skate Date. It's your favorite podcast with your favorite couple. Yeah. I'm Shove. I'm Rebel. Together we are Shovel. Can you dig it? I can. (laughs) Can you dig it? That's the question. Welcome back, y'all. It's another Wednesday or whatever day this finally got edited. Hello. Yeah, sorry. I've been on Struggle Bus, which is why we're talking about what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? Um, We're going to talk about seasonal depression, and then we're also going to talk about skate anxiety. So buckle on in, because it's going to be a wild ride. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. I don't look like trash today. Um, Yeah, you look amazing yeah i usually look like trash but that's because like today um i had a photo shoot early in the morning and so i had some leftover makeup and then i just like went a little crazy right before recording this because i figured why not yeah what i am realizing though is that the light is way too bright and i need to turn down the brightness so give me one second (laughs) look at that you can tell i'm black now look at that we don't look like ghosts amazing (laughs) So, um, today, yeah, we're talking about lots of fun things, and by fun things, I mean real shit, because that's what we do here. We talk about the real shit. <laughs> um, so, how have you been this last week, Chef? I've been all right. Yeah? I like that you said Chef instead of Babe. Um, I've been all right. Uh, it's Black Friday weekend uh, through Cyber Monday, and... Yeah, I think prepping for it was really crazy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel like it's been a little bit crazy of a weekend, even though it's like cool because you have a 40 weekend. So it's been awesome to have you around more often. But mm-hmm. I've been feeling pretty stressed and under pressure. So I'm I think I'll be a lot better by the time this episode airs. Hopefully. Yeah, Hopefully. Um, we have Bowie on the table underneath my mic right now. Um, I know y'all probably missed him. And if you're watching this, you can see him. Uh, Bowie had a rough week last week. Which we'll talk about in our Two Girls, One Pup section that we're bringing back for the oh week. God, we're bringing it back. For the week, yes. Oh, it's like it's I knew. Like he knew. It's like we knew he's up Aww, here. That's why he fought so for his cute. way. He fought his way up to be oh, here today. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Yes. And um, I know this is going to air after you're back from Miami, but you are about to go on a trip to Miami. Yes. Um, I'm going to Miami for endless summer. Um, It wasn't planned super fast. It literally just got thrown together. And they were like, you want to go to Miami? And I was like, yeah. And then instantly followed by like, oh, shit. What did I (laughs) commit to? You don't like to travel alone. You don't like to go places you've never been before. And you definitely don't feel right skating places you've never skated before because of anxiety, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, so that's exciting. And then um, I'm going to have a weekend by myself, which I think I'm going to take that time to do some self-reflection. Yeah, right. You'll just find a thousand projects. And a thousand projects. (laughs) hey we all have coping mechanisms right yeah that's mine for sure (laughs) my therapist says that i should probably get other coping mechanisms (laughs) Uh, anyways do you want to jump right into it let's go 
Okay, first off, we got an ad. Babe, guess what I just put up on cheersofthequeers.com. What? I saw you opening a big box the other day. Well, it's actually a few things. I got more colors of the dangle roller skate earrings. I have red, silver, gold, pink, glitter, green, and white, pearlized, and iridescent. Oh my god, sounds amazing. And also, uh, and also saw keychains? Kitchens? <laughs> like I always call them? Yes, kitchens. <laughs> yes, with cute heart and star clasps. Claps? Clasps. <laughs> it's masks all over again. <laughs> wow, that sounds so cute. They are, but that's not all. I also got new pride skate laces. Wait, like rainbows? Like it can be pride all the time? Well, yes, I do have those, but I also have ones with a gay, bi, pan, non-binary, trans, ace, and lesbian flag stripes on them. What? I know it's like the best. Talk about inclusivity. I know. (laughs) I'm so stoked about it. It's like the perfect laces to have in my shop. Subtle and amazing pride moments while skating. <laughs> yee. Did you write yee? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yee. 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 Sometimes you say that. Yee. Yee. <laughs> Get them now. Yee. At cheers to the queers.com. Yee. It's like my version of bet, but it's yee. I also like to yeet. Yeet. I like to go yeet as yeet. I yeet. Yeet. Yeah. So anyways, yeet. Um, so if you're queer or if you're not queer and you have some queer friends, head on over to cheers to the queers.com dot com for some queer ass laces. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they're here. They're up now. All right. So you want to head on over to the real world? The real world. The real world. Where we talk about the real shit. The shits? No, we're not going to talk about the shits today. (laughs) Um, Maybe we can make that into a different episode, but that's definitely not going to be what we're talking about today. All right. Seasonal depression. Yay! Yay! Tis the season to be sad. Tis. I... I mean, like, so I think it's funny that there's, like, seasonal depression. Because, like, I feel like I'm depressed all the time. Duh. But, like, also during the season. Because it gets amplified because of all the darkness. You hear these stories about people in the Northwest and... He wouldn't say northeast, but it's northwest. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I, I mean, isn't it anywhere, like, that's pretty north from the equator? Yeah, but, like, when you think of, like, Seattle, it's, like, just constantly, like, dark and rainy and gloomy. And, like, uh, what's it called? Alaska, Alaska. Days of darkness. Yeah, the worst. So, like, all that lack of vitamin D or just, like, always feeling like it's an endless night. Yeah. That affects people. Yeah, definitely. I know that there's, like, studies that demonstrate the impact that it has on your psyche. Um, So... Yeah, I just thought that it's, like, 
I feel like it shouldn't really impact us as much because all it is is it just gets darker earlier. But I feel like it's the holidays. It's triggering. Yeah, it's like a mixture of the I feel like also like when it gets dark at four or five o'clock, I'm like, what's the point? The day is over. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to do anything else. I'm done. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. No, I could see that. Um, it's just like people that aren't technically depressed start having depressive like episodes or seeming depressed or being depressed like during this time of year. I wonder like how does that make you feel as like a depressed person? Fine, as long as people aren't just like, oh yeah, I'm so depressed because of the holidays. It's like no, like there's like, oh my god, I don't know, I have like no energy, I have no lust for life, I have just like what's the point? Then mm-hmm. I'm like, What's up, homie? What's up, fam? Welcome. Wanna make a suicide pact? No, no suicide <laughs> packs. <laughs> Sorry, I know people get awkward and I say stuff like that because they know I actually am depressed. But you got a lot to keep from crying, people. Let's roll. That's why I got glitter tears on my face today. So do you have seasonal depression? I do only because like, I think it's like holiday based, which is seasonal or whatever. Um, I also get depressed in February. So like that's my seasonal, like my personal season (laughs) depression. Because I think when you think of life, like life is like seasons, like it's the time of your life is a different season. And Mm -hmm. um, you also have, uh, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's like PTSD in a way where like your body kind of stores the pain. So like, let's say you got dumped or you experienced like some kind of like, tragedy like a parent dying or a friend like someone dying in your life that was close to you so exactly a year later it's like all of a sudden you might start feeling like off and weird and like not making the best choices and like not able to concentrate and like crying for no reason and you're not really thinking about why and then you look at the date and you're like oh shit and it's because like your body stores that and your mind does even though you're not like consciously thinking about it so that could be like your seasonal depression like i know like typical seasonal depression is like it's winter time it's dark it's the holidays it's depressing but i think like seasonal can be like that's your season for depression yeah i mean like think about all the people who started feeling all sorts of weird and fucking like crazy this last March, March, April time period. It's Mm -hmm. because all of us have this like trauma that we experienced when the pandemic started and like a year came up on that and all of our bodies were like, (laughs) like what's going on? No, definitely. It's, it's there. And then it's almost weird because it's like, (laughs) does every year your seasonal depression make the next year worse because of the way you (laughs) you acted and what you went through like it's compounding upon itself you're just self-triggering yourself i mean it's possible i don't know like yeah like oh yeah last year's seasonal depression was so bad then you're like nervous about the following year does anything about the holidays make you depressed are you is everything i know you're a christmas person no, yeah, the holidays don't make me depressed. I actually really like the holidays. Yeah, um, she's obsessed. And like time has gone by enough where I feel empowered to separate myself from situations that I don't want to be in or like I can be in those situations for a short amount of time and then I've compensated with so many other like 
good fun activities that it's not like mm. negative for me anymore. It's just like, this is a blip. This is something like I have to do. And then, you know, I'm yeah, done with it. Thanksgiving always feels like uh, to me because Thanksgiving was always like some shit went down. Like it was always like someone got too drunk and then there was a fight and then everyone hated each other. Or I had to chase someone out of the house and convince them to come home. Like it was always something. So for me, it's like always like what's going to go wrong or it's going to be annoying and I have to be forced to be around people I don't want to be around. So like that's always how I see Thanksgiving. And like, this was the first year in a minute that like, well, the first time ever to be like, I invite my dad over um, to like the Thanksgiving brunch at Rebel House. And for me, it was doable because he wasn't sitting next to me. We didn't really talk that much, but even when we do, it's like small talk, but like my dad can be triggering for me. But like this time it was like, I'm grateful because it was like uh, all pretty much good experience like there weren't any like side passive aggressive comments made it was just like good things and like he even said like oh like you have some good people in your life so that was cool and so I think like that was nice to know that it doesn't have to be like my dad's constantly a trigger for me um like I remember the only thing is like he saw the picture of like mom, my mom, like in the kitchen. And he was like, oh, do you have any other pictures of your mom? And I showed him and it's like, I don't want to talk about my mom during the holidays, like on a holiday. And that was the only thing. It's just like, I get it. You bond. You like to bring up my mom because, you know, like that's our one connection. But like, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. And like, I always just think like, oh, I do miss some of the happy memories from the holidays. But like, I don't know, like holidays were just so fucked for like more of my life than not. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like for me, like when I became an adult, the holidays were something that I got to claim ownership over, Mm -hmm. which I really liked that. And I felt like that was part of the process of me coming into my own was me like creating my own holiday traditions. Mm -hmm. So I know that when you started dating me, you probably noticed like, wow, this girl has a lot of random like holiday traditions, but they aren't like with anyone per se. Like they're just like (laughs) things I like to do and whoever is around me, I like make do them with me. (laughs) Um, And I, I feel like that's my way of like recreating, like creating something happy for myself during the holidays because I don't necessarily love going home to my family and that's not something that I look forward to. And so, yeah. 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 It's sad. (laughs) And I think, I think what you were talking about earlier is, is a really important point. Like seasonal depression doesn't have to just be like during the holiday seasons. It can be any point in your life where you're kind of like, um, not so stoked right now. Don't really know why, but it's just like a few months or a month or a few weeks or something Mm -hmm. where you're just kind of like, yeah, I guess we're not happy and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like... One time I purposely had something really depressing happen to me and, like, I had to schedule the appointment. Like, I put it in my depressive month. Like, I was like, it might as well be, like, in the same time because I thought it's better to have, like, a boom, boom, boom in a row of bad stuff than, like, have, like, it spread out. (laughs) People were like, that's so depressing. Why would you do that? I'm like, actually, I'm trying to look out for myself. 
You're like, actually, I'm just consolidating it all into one time frame. One beautiful box of fucked up shit with a pretty bow on it that's just kept together. <laughs> yeah. So, seasonal depression, I think, is very real. I also think that there are just times when life doesn't work out for you. And, you know, that's okay. And that's the way life works sometimes. That's how I feel. I definitely, definitely had, like, a seasonal depression when I fucking broke my leg. Yeah, well... But I think that's different, too, Yeah, than what we're talking about. That's not seasonal depression. Yeah, that's, that's not, like, every year. That's just, like, I... That's injured and I got depressed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know if there's a specific seasonal. I feel like, for me, there's no predicting my depression... I don't know. Have you have you noticed any pattern for me? No. They're like pretty like something direct that like gets like you, of course you should act that way then you get depressed. Like you're not like a I'm depressed for no reason. If you you might think so, but it's usually like pretty like that makes sense. Yeah, it like, makes sense. Burnout makes you depressed. Yeah, I usually. Guess. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like there's no reason, but I guess you seeing it from the outside, that makes sense that you would notice that, like, there is a reason. Yeah, you don't just, like, wake up one day and it's like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I do feel like that is it, but it does make sense that it's probably just, like, me being depressed because I burned myself out <laughs> and not because... There's actually, like, just no reason. <laughs> yeah, or you get, like, overwhelmed. Like, there's, and then, like, a lot of times it's, like, ah, and then you're good. Yeah. And then you have, like, some lingering, like, depression, but it's, like, you're pretty, like, good at coping or, like, climbing out of it. Yeah. You don't wallow. Yeah, because I hate the feeling of being depressed. And I think also I, like, because of the way my mom was and, like, how much she struggled with depression, mm -hmm. struggles with depression, like, I, it overwhelms me Yeah. when I start feeling that because I see, like, just how bad it gets for her and I get scared that that's going to be me. So, like, it's like all of my everything inside of me goes into, like, high alert mode as soon as I start, like, going down that tunnel. And I'm like, must solve, must solve, must stop immediately. <laughs> I don't know. I That's how I feel anyways. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I think, like, as long as I didn't become an alcoholic, I wouldn't be as bad as my mom. And it definitely, like, blew her. Um, we called, it was called manic depressant back there, back then, but now it's bipolar. It's like, things add up now, like, sometimes she would get drunk, like, be really depressed and, like, have these nightmares and then just, like, cry and, like, stuff like that, but usually would just be drunk and I think that kind of, like, helped her just, like, keep going or just, she would black out. So I wouldn't really notice the depression too much, but the alcohol would also fuel, like, her manic episodes, which now I understand were manic episodes. Like, one time, 
it was like super obvious and because like she had a checkbook you know everyone wrote checks back then because it was like early 2000s and she picked me and my friend up my best friend and took us to hot topic and bought not just me but my friend like goth Marilyn Manson looking boots and like vinyl trench coats and when we we got corsets and fishnets she wrote bad checks there and then we went to Torrid and she bought me a corset and a cute skirt and like all this stuff wrote another bad check there and then we just like went and then like it took a dark turn on the way home where it was just like oh now she's going to a dark place um then I was like embarrassed but like me and my friend had like hundreds of dollars worth of new swag so it was like fun and like I always remember that like moment sticking out like oh like when my mom's drunk it's really fun until it's not (laughs) Yeah, and now it's like understanding the illness more. It's like holy shit! Of course she was fucking like bipolar. Yeah, like that makes so much sense. Yeah, I also think like oh my god, writing bad checks is the worst idea because it literally has your full name and address on it. Mm-hmm. When I got a job there years later, I was all worried. I was like, oh my god, my mom used to- <laughs> my mom wrote a bunch of bad checks here, like. Ooh. Yeah, when they were like training me about like checks and how to run checks, like yeah, I used to get a lot of bad checks, and now that like, you run the check through this thing first, I was like, don't say anything. Yeah, like it's a secret. <laughs> yeah. My mom was one of them. You're like at the like Christmas party for your work, and you're like, well, <laughs> let me tell you a little secret about me and the oh my store. gosh. <laughs> stupid <laughs> it's like two truths and a lie oh my god <laughs> okay anyways um how do you deal with seasonal depression how do i deal with seasonal depression how do the people how should the doc- people dr rebel dr rebel um i think that you should try and get your thoughts out of your head somehow so like whether that is whatever method that you prefer, I think that that's how you should try and get your thoughts out of your head. You know, like my therapist has me record videos talking like to the camera because I'm a verbal processor. And so when I feel super depressed and super just like overwhelmed or anything, um, she like, she like tells me to, just like go and record it and then delete it afterwards. But like it helps me get it out of my head and that makes me feel a little bit better. But I think that that method doesn't work for everyone. Some people like writing works, some people doing like artworks, some people like calling someone and bitching like that, that works. And I think some people like whatever coping mechanism you have. And if you don't have a coping mechanism, find one because literally if you don't have a coping mechanism. <laughs> and, yeah. I feel like coping mechanisms always had a bad connotation until I started therapy. And I was like, what do you mean that's okay? And, like, things that you think are, like, really bad coping mechanisms, like, unhealthy, you find out is better because what would happen without those coping mechanisms is far worse. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my therapist, actually, this is probably going to really, I don't know why I feel like I'm about to cry right now. I'm fine, I promise. Seasonal depression. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Um, But, like, my therapist literally told me, because I always thought the fact that I would, like, drive and then blast my music super, super loud and then, like, scream, yell all the words. Like, I always thought that that was kind of unhealthy, maybe, like, that I shouldn't be doing that. 
And she was like, no, that's super healthy. And yeah, that's great. You should do that. And why haven't you done that in a while? And I was like, because I'm stuck at home because I isolate myself when I'm fucking depressed. And that's what I've been doing recently is just like staying home mm-hmm. and like just not going anywhere. Yeah. And, um, and then she told me, like, there are times when, like, I'm going to know that I'm going to be depressed. Kind of like seasonal depression. This is actually, like, the reason why I, why I wanted to talk about this today. Because my therapist, like, hounded it into me this week. But therapy, giving us topics for skate date. Thanks. Um, but, like, she was saying that there are going to be times when I know that things are going to be bad. And when I know that things are going to be bad, I should preemptively start coping. So, like, instead of just going and, like, driving and, like, screaming loud to music, when I'm in that moment that that's more like, oh, I forgot what she calls it, but, oh, she called it crisis mode. Like, just instead of just dealing when you're in crisis mode, to, like, start coping with how you know you're going to feel ahead of time. And that kind of blew my mind because I didn't really ever think of that. Like, why would I cope? like beforehand but she's like if you know that things are gonna get bad during a certain month like like for example when when like shove seasonal depression gets bad in february like it's really hard for me too and so she was like in february or before february like you should know february's coming and you should start taking care of yourself first so like you should start like you know, screaming and listening to music before you feel, you know, sad or, you know, you're empathizing or whatever. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And she's like, before, if you ever realize like that there's going to be a time, if you notice a pattern or maybe your partner or your best friend or your parents, like they notice patterns in you and they, you know, say to you, you know, like, oh, during June, you tend to like struggle or whatever. Like maybe there's a way of like, taking care of yourself, kind of like putting Mm -hmm. some padding around you before you enter that season. Nice. I don't know. What do you think? Go to your hardware store and get the sunlight bulbs because it's almost like daylight. (laughs) That's what we did. Stretch out LED lights. Just stretch out that light so it's not all dark and gloomy. Um, If you feel like it gets really bad, please seek help. Yeah. Call for help. Call for a friend to come over. Just don't be alone. Yeah. I Reach think, out for help. Yeah. I think like admitting to yourself and then allowing, like, I think admitting to yourself that you're going through what you're going through is important. Cause I think for a long time, like, I compared myself to other people in my life or that I had grown up with. And, like, their experiences. And so, for me, all of these different, like, mental illnesses. I still feel like I'm going to cry. All of these different mental illnesses, like, have a person attached to them for me. So, like, you know, different mental illnesses are connected to, like, my grandma or, like, my mom or, like, my brother. Um, And for me, like, I never felt like I had any of those things because I was different than like my mom or my brother or my grandma and so like accepting the fact that I also struggle with those things but that it's different and that that's okay and that like my experience can be similar and different to theirs I think was really important for me 
Oh, she's crying. I know. I don't know why I'm crying. I like have had such an emotional week. <laughs> and then like, y- like the audio sucks on this YouTube, this um, fucking this podcast right now because my recording has stopped working like 10 times. Yeah. Because I think that my laptop is dying. <laughs> Which is so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Like, just so annoying. Of all of the things to happen, like, I just would like my everything to just work. So yeah. I don't have to replace more things. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Anyways. Can we get the fuck out of the real world? Yeah, let's leave this place. I hate it here. The wheel world. The wheel world, where we're talking about skating anxiety. Skating anxiety. I feel like we talked about it before. Maybe we just touched base on it. No, we like talked about general, like not wanting to skate. Remember on episode one about anxiety? Yeah, anxiety. Anxiety. What episode are we on now? Um, like five hundred of season two. two. It's season two, episode I think like thirty-seven or something like that. Jesus Christ. Okay, so yes, skating anxiety. I know we're gonna change the approach that we take to skate date next year. (laughs) But of all the roller skating podcasts that are active, we're the longest lasting and the most consistent. Even though we haven't been very consistent recently, which makes us the fools. Okay, so. Do you ever have skating anxiety? All the time. Oh my god, I have so much skating anxiety. Is it because you broke your leg and smashed your teeth in, or like even before that? Even before that, <laughs> I have always, I have always had skating anxiety. When I was playing derby, I used to like feel sick before I went to even just regular practice, especially when scrimmaging was involved. Mm. Um, every time I go to the skate park, I have major skating anxiety. Every time I go to the rink, I have skating anxiety. Every time I skate with anyone who's even kind of better than me at skating, who isn't like in my very close circle, I have anxiety. You're like, really good at hiding it. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I do feel intense anxiety about skating. Um, specifically because I know, I know this is something that we've talked about, like, like we should not do or feel this, but like, I still feel like I should be better than I am at skating at this point. And I know that that is stupid and that is like, there's no substance behind that. And then there's no logic behind it. And I have to keep telling myself that Mm -hmm. because I know it's not real, but it still is the like little like devil that creeps into my head to say those things, you know, the devil. Yeah, the literal devil creeps into my head and says, you suck. I don't have the whole, like, for me, it's not like, like, I should be better where I am because, like, I know I'm just, like, I would have to practice more. Like, I am where I am because that's where I am. Like, I don't put in the work because, like, for me, it's just, like, skate to skate. Like, I don't want to be the best or, like, there's little things I want to learn here and there. But for me, like... I just like to skate to skate and for the community. So like, I don't feel like I need to be the master at something. So when people like pass me, I'm like, that's cool, whatever. For me, it's more like, 
if I'm having an off day, especially if I get anxious and like my body's betraying me and I'm like, I can't, I literally can't skate right now. I have noodle legs. I'm overwhelmed. And then like the fear of having like someone that looks up to me on the internet or something like seeing me while I'm skating like that or having a like breakdown. That's what makes me nervous. It's just like, oh, great. Now people are going to think I can't even skate and that like everything's a lie. That scares me. And like that gives me more anxiety than the idea of like not being as good as other people that are somewhere. I don't think that it's the idea of not being as good as people. For me, I think I miscommunicated that. What I feel is a pressure to perform. So yeah, that's what kind of what I'm talking about too. Yeah, like I, I get that. I feel like a pressure. I think especially because like on my YouTube, like I teach people how to skate, mm-hmm. and I think I feel like I should be better than I am at skating in general in order to be like teaching all these people how to skate, and so I struggle with being somewhere and feeling like I should be, you know to a certain standard and Mm -hmm. then like not hitting that standard. And that causes me to not want to go out and skate very often. Yeah. And that sucks because I don't think that that should exist. Like, I think that that should be a non, a non issue, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't even know per se that anyone expects me to like perform at a certain standard when I go to the skate park or when I go to the rink or anything. But and I'm not nervous about like falling or messing up or any of that. I think it's just that like sometimes I literally just don't know what to do when I'm skating (laughs) and that gives me anxiety. (laughs) I wish that I had exactly what I was supposed to do. But then that kind of destroys the point of like flowing and skating. I have to like warm up and get comfortable at first. So like when I'm like today, the photo shoot, like I didn't have that warm up period and I was on the ramp with like any safety gear. So I get like really hesitant. So when the photographer was here, like I didn't really do anything and I fell out of it because I wasn't like in that confident like oh I'm just like vibing I'm just skating right now and then like Rebel took some pictures of me with her phone later and I was like wow like I'm doing so much better and this is like what I wanted to convey in this like photo shoot and then now I just feel like crap because I'm like oh I should have given that energy to my friend slash photographer and I didn't so I feel like oh I wasted her time and then that made me feel bad because it's like a it's like a photo shoot for a skate thing. And then I feel like people are going to see these pictures and be like, she's just a model in skates when like, I definitely know how to be in movement. And then, so like that just made me spin out like, Oh no, like the same thing, like the like anxiety because like you feel like you need to perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I relate to that. And just like, sometimes I wonder if like, the anxiety gets worse when I'm skating or like anyone really is because you're exercising. So your blood's already pumping faster. So if you already have slight anxiety, like I wonder if that's just heightening it more. So like, Mm. you know, like sometimes I think about that, like you're already like moving really fast and like, is that helping or is that making you more anxious? (laughs) Cause they're like, fight or fight already activated yeah for sure um but yeah so it's like really important for me like i think i've talked about it before like um when i get to my destination sometimes it's just like do some breathing or like chill out for a second and then go in 
because sometimes like if I go like especially when I used to skate by myself at our old place like I would walk into portfolio or not portfolios into the library um the coffee shop not the book place um <laughs> I would skate there and one time like I would try to just skate right in and then instantly almost fall and then not be able to like order what I wanted properly um what happens to me when I get anxious it's like super embarrassing and like sometimes it seems like a normal conversation but I forget words or I replace words with different words and then sometimes people will laugh because they don't really know what's going on and then I feel stupid and then I don't want to talk anymore so I close down because it's definitely like one of those things and I'm just like oh crap like you literally can't talk right now and it definitely feels like that thing that's getting kind of worse lately too but so now like or then I started skating and then there was a little alley and I would stop there and like just kind of chill for a second like listen to a whole song and then go in it'd be like a way better experience than going from skating straight there stopping and then be like oh god oh god <laughs> like everyone's staring at me I feel on edge blah 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 and then going in and trying to act like a normal human and just like order a stupid fruit tart and a coffee like giving myself a chance to like catch my breath fully relax the adrenaline's on going from like street skating and then go in like hitting restart that would help yeah I feel like for me I it's very dependent on the people that I'm around like it's very dependent on the people I'm around like if there's even one person that I'm not comfortable with it like all the comfort goes out the door <laughs> and so I feel like when I'm around like for example when I'm around Estro uh, like I feel totally fine, even though like they're obviously significantly better at skating than me, mm -hmm. but I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel weird. I don't feel anything like that when I'm around them because like they're so close. And mm -hmm. so like that comfort level is there, but like anyone else that was to be like better than me or like <laughs> that I don't have a rapport with, I just feel like I kind of like just act kind of weird. Like I don't like, I almost stop wanting to skate, which like, I hate that. I don't want to not want to skate. Like I want to just want to skate. And even if I want to skate, it's like I get there and then I like, Oh man, now I don't want to skate. And it's like, that sucks. It does suck. I wonder if more people feel that way. Probably. Right. I mean, it's just like, there's like a shit ton of people that are good skating. I'm just like, Ugh great i'm just in the way now and like sometimes i'll be like wait actually they're very supportive so i'm gonna do my whatever and they'll cheer me on and i'm like cool but if like it gets like oh now there's six people that are like very good i'll be like i'll go skate on the other side of the park now <laughs> because i'm just like i'm just waste i feel like i'm just wasting people's time like going in and doing whatever little shitty line or run i want to do um but uh there was a point I was going somewhere and now I'm lost and will it come back? I can go ahead. Yeah. So I feel like for me, another thing that gives me anxiety is like whenever people will like <laughs> try and get me to do something, like if someone's trying to teach me something, I really like that. But I also, it really gives me anxiety because I feel like if I don't accomplish it, then I have failed them and I've wasted their time. <laughs> A lot of times I actually skate better when like I'm around people I don't know because 
um, that feeling of like, I have something to prove. So, <laughs> so like at rollouts, like even though usually like, even like it's a physical thing too. Like, let's say I normally will get tired and like, oh, I want to break or like my back hurts. All of a sudden when I'm leading a rollout, it's like, what back pain? What? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like <laughs> riding pure adrenaline and I just like can do the whole fucking thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I did it. Um, and usually in the front by myself because it's anxious being surrounded by all the people in the back. But um, I'm going to Miami, as I mentioned earlier, to endless summer. And I'm nervous because, like, I always get weird about skating, like, streets I've never been on. Like, I don't know if I can trust. Like, I have to trust the neighborhood. I got to trust the ground. I got to know, can I skate in the street? Because I don't like sidewalks. How are the drivers out here? Am I going to, like, just get, like, fucked with? Or are they going to treat me like a bicycle and I'll be safe. Like what are there a lot of potholes? Like if I take this, is there a hill right around the corner? Mm-hmm. Is this hill even safe to bomb or does it have random fucking holes in it? These are the things I need to know to feel safe. So I tend to like really baby skate in new places because I don't know if I can trust it. And especially if it's a night skate and I'm going to Miami and like on night one, like it's a night skate. And, like, knowing that, like, I was able to look up and be like, okay, that's a park that looks smooth, but I think it's going to go into the street, and I don't know anything about that. And, like, I'm one of those people that has to be over-prepared, so I, like, looked up the skate park we're going to, I looked up the park where we're starting the rollout, like, I want all this information so I can feel more secure, because I'm not big on just going to a new place without any information, and now it's like, I also need to skate and just be like, this is fine, and, like, it makes me feel weird. Yeah, that's totally nerve-wracking. Yeah, but I'm just hoping the fact that, like, I'll be like, well, there's people I don't know here. Like, I'll just push through. <laughs> like, I'll just just do it. Um, like, I'm going with um, people I do know. And, like, I've traveled with one of them before and it went well. So we'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting. I think you're going to do great. I think you'll have fun and you're going to do great. And, yeah, you'll feel that anxiety. But, like, is there something that you can do to help yourself in the moment with your anxiety? Drink. Oh my gosh. We're not recommending. No, definitely drinking water though. Cause like when I get anxious and I'm dehydrated and skating, I do throw up. (laughs) You've seen it? Yeah, many times. I'm like, oh God, (laughs) overwhelmed. (laughs) Give me water. Um, So yeah, I'm in drink water, not alcohol. No, but um, for me, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know it's going to be like a tough thing. I um, wanted to take like a shot real quick and just be like, whoo, for the nerves, like not like get drunk, drunk. So um, if you don't have a drinking problem, I recommend maybe doing that, but not all the time. (laughs) And that shows bad advice, I guess. (laughs) But do you, boo boo? And um, no, but like, seriously, like the breathing really does help. I'll even do it like under my breath. Like I used to like totally hide it but now i don't really care if people really notice and i'm like breathing slowly all of a sudden because that's what has to bring me back to reality and try to convince myself like it's okay you're gonna be okay you're safe um so i'm really into like deep breathing for sure and you like sneak away sometimes right oh yeah disappear that's like just her number a fucking one peer. That's like her number one tactic. Yeah, at the queer prom I had just disappeared so many times. I was just like, I ain't having this. Like it was just like too much a lot of the time. So I would just go out to the front where there was literally no one and just sit there. But then people started asking me questions. So then I'd go in 
by where the photographer was because no one was there. And then I'd go to the dance floor where there was no one dancing because everyone was skating. And then, like, I just would find places, like, pockets where there was zero people. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then it's, like, so nice. Silence is even better. Yeah. Awesome. Um, any other thoughts about skating anxiety? It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> All right. Let's move on over to Two Girls, One Pup. Two Girls, One Pup, the segment that was invented by a chef in the beginning. And the rebel said, this is boring. We're running out of things. Bowie's not doing anything. I was right. It's a pandemic. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, but Bowie, we love him. And the name's so good. And she's like, you just want it to work, but it can't. And I was like, fine. So then I was like, well, ask your skate date. And then that was great. And then people hated us and stopped writing in. So now it's back to Two Girls, One Pup. At least for this episode. <laughs> So, what's going on with Bowie this week, babe? Well, he's melted on the table with his back leg dangling into my lap. Very cute. Because he's really needy right now because he had surgery last week. He's all drugged up. Yeah. Yeah, he had surgery because he had a little mass on his eye and they had to remove it. And then he also had to get teeth removed and he got eight teeth removed. Poor guy. Poor guy. So, yeah. So he's on antibiotics and painkillers and Benadryl. Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to wear a cone. And he has to wear a cone. Yeah. So we have a little, a softer cone of shame for him. Yeah. It was really funny when he came. When he came home, he would just stand somewhere random and just stare off into space like he was still so high. We were like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And then on? he went and stopped shivering. It was so sad. It was so sad. So we were like trying to help him, but you know, he can't talk. So we're just yeah. trying to do our best to read his body language. And now we'll take the coat off if he's like laying with us and like we can, like we have constant vision on him, but he has to keep the cone on pretty much for two weeks. Because we don't want him scraping his stitches out on his eye. Yeah. Poor little guy. Poor little guy. He's only eating wet food because his teeth is. Yeah, his birthday was last week, so... He's 10. He turned 10, and then he got this big We're surgery. Like, Happy birthday. Happy Going birthday. under the knife. And he was like... Fine, it's gonna cost you more than three thousand dollars. Yeah, he was like, I, <laughs> I want a facelift for I my birthday. I demand that so, you pay for this for so my birthday. He was excited. He was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna look like a five year old pup again. And then he went to the vet thinking, This is it. I'm getting my beauty surgery. And then he's like, Cool, they probably are doing an eye lift. But then they he got out and he's like, What the fuck? Yeah, he was like, you were supposed to give me straight teeth, not pull my teeth. <laughs> yeah, so he's a little mad at us for that, but um, he's doing well. He's, he's starting to finally like try to scratch at the eye, which is a good sign because that means it's healing. Yeah. The doctor didn't say that, but I know that just from all the times I've fallen while skating. And every time things heal, they itch. Yeah, it's that skin yeah. growing back. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he's doing well. The doctor said that he did really well under the anesthesia and that overall he just did really good. So that's excellent. He's a good little teeter tot. He is a really good potato. So we're proud of him. But yeah, it was a lot of money and it was like money that made us go ouch. So if you would like to help with Bowie's 
thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah. um and he has to go back again <laughs> there's our venmo attached yeah our venmo <laughs> is queer girl skates and just write bowie in there yeah just write bowie so we know um even if it's a dollar <laughs> which now you know why i'm so frustrated about my computer because we like one hundred thousand percent cannot afford me to have to get a new laptop and it's christmas mm-hmm. yeah bowie, so, you took our christmas money bowie took our christmas but that's because we love, we love you him. We wanted to make sure he didn't have puppy cancer and we wanted to make sure that he wasn't in pain with his teeth, but also that his bad breath might have been because of the bad teeth. Yeah, definitely. Watch him still have bad breath. Probably because he's a dog. No, but like there's dog breath and there's, and then there's Bowie breath. Did it's something so shit in your mouth? And like- then did it die? <laughs> and then did it shit? <laughs> Like, that's literally what it fucking smells like. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, but we love him anyways. We love him very much. So. I would rather smell his butthole than his breath. That's how bad <laughs> it is all the time. Like, I'd rather have his butt in my face than his face too close. I'm not even fucking lying. Like, he slept. No, He's seriously, put his butt though. by my face before. Smelled nothing. He was his face, and I'm like, Bleh. Okay, though, but one time Bowie pooped on my leg. Like recently. And then another time he was like, mom, mom, mom. And I go to pick him up. That was like a few days ago. And then I put my hand on his butt and it it was just covered in fucking shit. It was so (laughs) disgusting. And I was like, oh my God, Bowie, this is so gross. But I was like, oh, poor guy. And it was also like like, so gross. Like weeks apart from each other. Literally, both of those things happened like in the last month. Yeah, it's so nasty. (laughs) But that's love. But that's love, I guess. So that is literally like being a mother to a baby human. But he's very cute. And so now I sing songs to him and we whisper in his ears, even though he can't hear us. And we give him ear scratches and lots of cuddles. Even more than usual. Way more than usual, which was already a lot. So Yeah, like he's never on the table during a podcast. You know, something's up. And he's been like... I've just been holding him like he's been on my shoulder a lot recently. So he loves us. He loves us. He's milking it for sure. He's for sure milking it. Like he won't take his meds with his regular food. It's like has to be like cheese or like some other random like dog food (laughs) shit. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So that's two girls, one pup. And um, if you want to write in for find your skate date, you can email us at dearskatedate at gmail.com or you can DM us on skate date pod on Instagram and you would just send us a picture, a short bio, your handle and your pronouns. And then you we will talk about you on the podcast, help you find a skate date in your area. All right, you want to move on to Dear Shovel? Let's do it. Okay. In Dear Shovel, we talk about questions that you all ask, and then we answer them. So... If you want to write in a question, you can either, again, DM us on at the skate date pod or you can email us at dearskatedate at gmail.com. Your questions starting with Dear Shovel and it could be about anything at all and we will answer it. So, so today's question is, Dear Shovel, what are your favorite holiday traditions? Ugh. 
what, <laughs> what are you the most excited about doing this year? Sincerely, a lover of skate miss. My favorite holiday already passed, and that'd be Halloween. So that's my holiday season. And it was having a Halloween party, and it was going out on Halloween, and it was watching scary movies all month. November, whatever Thanksgiving, <laughs> um, and Christmas time with Revel, it's like more fun. But my only tradition would be watching White Christmas and drinking eggnog and watching Revel open her presents. Anything else I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Hand it over to Revel. Um, and what are you most excited about doing this year? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You're like not excited about anything shit, this year. Different file. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just it's it, the same thing every year, and it's like cool. Like I like watching you happy for my presents, but it's not like I'm most excited for. It. And then like I really enjoy watching White Christmas, but I don't live for it. Like Christmas is cool. Like I think, and literally even just Christmas, like month like december i think i'm just a sucker for lights to be honest and maybe it's because i did too much ecstasy in my early 20s and my rave days and i'm like ooh, shiny lights <laughs> but like i just like that there's lights everywhere and it's cute yeah. and i really like the smell of cinnamon and i'm happy for yule to come and but that's it <laughs> see that was a good answer but it's like i'm not like oh my god yay it's finally christmas time you know i don't I mean? think you have to be like that in order to have something to look forward to mm but like there's a lot of people out there <clears throat> you uh that like are so happy though and it's like finally holiday season they're like oh my god finally yes like you love the decorating you love everything yeah that's true i'm excited about everything um I am excited to decorate the house and have a tree up. I'm excited about making sugar cookies and decorating them. I'm excited. <laughs> Last year was a failure of our sugar the cookies. Biggest fail. What even happened? We like tried to make we cookies. We didn't have the cookie cutters. The... Oh, yeah. And then they were like wave too flat. For some and then reason. we tried to use like a knife. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster. I remember that now. Good times. Um, I am looking forward to, I want to go Christmas caroling on my skates. I like skating downtown Naples and looking at lights. Um, I like hot drinks. Like I like drinking hot drinks in the cold and like doing Christmas activities or like holiday activities. Like I want to go ice skating and... Um, I don't like making gingerbread houses. I used to think I liked it, and that concept is fun, but I don't <laughs> like it. We did it that one time. Yeah. Really I feel stupid. the same way about... Okay, I feel the same way about gingerbread house decorating as I do about carving pumpkins, and that is... No. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it is a waste of time. It is 100% a waste of time. So I feel those are the two. I'm sorry if you're all fans of those two activities, but I think those two activities are the biggest piles of trash that we've been told that we're supposed to enjoy. But, like, nobody likes doing it. And then pumpkins literally last for, like, two days. And then fucking gingerbread houses, once you make them, they don't taste good because they're, they're stale because they've been sitting out 
It's a waste of candy. You know candy. what I mean? Like, it's a waste of candy. Yeah. And it, the candy it comes with is never even good because they and, know you're not going to yeah, eat it. And like, and, like, the frosting does not work. Like, you literally, <laughs> in order to make your gingerbread house stand up without wanting to kill yourself, you have to use hot glue. Like, just period. Like, you just have to. You have to ruin the fact. You have to ruin your gingerbread house for eating. <laughs> In order to not want to punch your gingerbread house, I mean, house we down also got the really cheap it. ones. So I'm sure there's like a frosting that does work. Like, we probably just like suck at it. It does not matter. The $10 one from Trader Joe's should work. Like, people aren't glue gutting their gingerbread houses. Yeah. Well, people also probably have more time in their life to just like sit there and like what blow on frosting to make it harden. How do you even make it harden? I don't know. There's no instructions. By blowing it, that's how like you get it hard. Holding. <laughs> you just said. But like you had to hold it together for so long. Like I was successful. We were both successful eventually in like putting our gingerbread house together. But like it's not worth it. And it's there's not. never enough. There's never enough of any like one ingredient to make a consistent <laughs> pattern like across the house. Whoa, you like, are still going on no, about just, it. No, it's really fucked up. Anyway, wow. so, so that's my least if favorite. You would like to sign Rebel Rouser's petition to cancel cancel gingerbread, gingerbread houses. houses, but don't cancel like you know, like when you go to a you know what those like Christmas pop up things where you like can go into a room and then it's a life size gingerbread house. Don't cancel those because those are excellent. I love those existing decorated already gingerbread houses. So cute that are life size. Okay. Build your own gingerbread house? Canceled. No, cancel it. <laughs> Hate that activity. <laughs> also think that it would be fun this year. This is what I'm looking. I'm looking forward to doing Christmas crafts. Oh, God, so, no. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So I'd like to make large life-size lollipops and put them in our yard this year. That is my goal. Do you think she'll do it? Probably not. I might. <laughs> I might do it. Usually, okay, every year I usually make gifts for everyone. Mm. Um, last year, usually I it's made, a fail. <laughs> usually it's either a fail or way make, too much. Way too much of it. Yeah. So it's a fail so for me. Like, <laughs> last year I made bath salts and like put like different like smells and like put them together and put them in cute little tubes and like all this sort of stuff i still have that shit left over like i still have so much freaking bath salt so if you want yeah, to come on over salt, she'll probably give you some let me know like i'm gonna give you some like yeah, there'll be like weird conversations like someone will be like yeah and then yada 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 and then rebel goes do you have a bathtub <laughs> Like, this is real shit. Like, we'll just randomly, like, nothing to do with the story. And they'll be, like, all confused. Like, yes. And they're like, oh, cool. Here's some bath salts. Or it's like, no. And they're like, and then she's like, oh. All sad. And, and then they'll just keep telling their story. Like, what the hell? I wish that was an exaggeration. But that literal conversation has happened at least three times that I can recall immediately off the top of my head. I even tried to pawn some off on someone at Thanksgiving brunch this last week. Yep. Yeah, but it's fine. Um, yeah, so anyway, so last year I made bath salts. The year before that, I made candles. Was that the candle year? <sighs> the candles that didn't burn. The, can the candles that I made, like I hand poured them and everything, and they and did then not. You tried, wait, the coasters, <laughs> remember? You made jewelry holders? 
Oh, yeah. Marbled and then like you painted oh, it gold. Yeah, the rim. It was very cute. And I they were all sticky. I made, like, because you shouldn't have used Mod Podge on them. That was never yeah, fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made like little little bowls made out of like marbled clay because I like took different clay and then I like marbled it together and then I, mm-hmm. you know, like cooked it. It was amazing. Yeah. So those are, I don't know where they're, they're gone. And then the candles that I made that year, they didn't, they didn't yeah, burn. <laughs> they didn't stay lit. So I just gave all these candles to everyone. And nobody said anything, which means that everyone was very, very nice. Um, or they just never tried to light their candle, Good which times. I doubt. So Christmas, the time of failure. Yeah. Of shitty, I, gra- I don't, shit, shitty crafts. I don't think that there was anything else. Do you remember what nah, I Nah, anything else that? would be before my time. Yeah, so good times. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's what I do. I fail during the holiday season. And I'm fine with it. It's fine with me. <laughs> I don't have an idea of what to make this year, so I'm just going to not... Okay. about it yeah Anyways. so all right well that was cool thank um, you thanks thank for you. going on that roller coaster ride that was this podcast um, fuck gingerbread houses fuck gingerbread houses also <laughs> can't believe i cried and also uh some of this audio is going to be excellent and some of it's going to be terrible so <laughs> and also um what Maybe be on the lookout on a certain major sports brand YouTube channel for December 14th. Oh. Because you might see me on it with a famous golf player's niece and a famous singer. Wow. That's that's all the hints. Oh, that's exciting. I love that. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube and you think you know where that'll be, what it is, here's a hint. They only have black women on it. But it's on a major sports brand channel. That's a Check good it hint. Out. Yeah, that's a good hint. I love that. Um, but yeah, so after that, just, um, watch for chef's page because you'll see exciting stuff dropping there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, uh, we hope that you love this episode of this podcast. Uh, this is us at our realist. That's why we started making this podcast. So we could be real AF with you and talk about things that aren't just how to roller skate. Yeah. And we have about three weeks until we go on our holiday hiatus. Yeah. Yes. And then we're going to come back with a refreshed uh, understanding of how we're going to approach the podcast. Hell yeah. No more burnout. Hell yeah. No burnout. Um, <laughs> so ways to support our podcast. One, you could give us five stars and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. We'll shout you out. <laughs> the next way is that you could... Subscribe to our YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. The third way is to shop at cheersofthequeers.com or Fat Femme Fatale Shop, which is my shop and Shove Shop. And by doing that, you're supporting us, which also supports this podcast. And share our podcast with your friends. They'll hate you for it. Because they'll either be addicted or they'll be like, what is this nonsense? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, thank you so much for listening and or watching. We love you so much. We yes, hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next Wednesday slash Thursday-ish. Yeah. yeah.